Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is You Do What? Now, this is a podcast that examines some maybe non-traditional type jobs and careers, something you maybe thought of trying yourself at one point. Now, has it ever crossed your mind that maybe driving a taxi could be for you? Of course, depending on where you live, they are often a necessity, and I'm sure it's an interesting profession to be a part of at times. Well, we will look at some details today with Red Christensen. He's the vice president of American United Taxi Services in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's also an individual with 40 years of experience in the transportation industry. Red, thanks for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you, Tim. So I think the first question that often pops into people's minds is simply, how did you get involved with this industry? What attracted you to it? Was there something that sparked the interest? Just walk us through a little bit of how it came to be for yourself. Well, it was an interesting uh, part of my life at that time. uh, I was going to college at the University of Wisconsin in Oshkosh and saw driving cab, people driving cabs. And I said, well, how interesting uh, when I'm not working or picking people up, I can just read or Mm. do my studies. So it gave me an opportunity to sit in a cab, meet people and uh, make a fair living. And uh, from there, as they say, a history was written, I guess, for yourself. Yep. When you first started off, then, uh, did you see it as something that would be a career for yourself? Or was it more just, oh, I'll do this in the meantime, and, and then we'll see where it goes? Never thought it would be a career. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it, it turned out that way. And it's very exciting to be a cab driver because you have the opportunity to be your own boss. There's hmm. nothing nicer than cruising on a beautiful day, picking up interesting people and talking to them and getting paid for it. It's a great way to make a living. It's an interesting, if you like people, Mm -hmm. it's a great job. Well, that's one thing I always wondered about is obviously you're interacting with so many types of people, different individuals. I guess for yourself, is is that the number one key component is the ability to have a conversation, to, to deal with different individuals that some may be really simple to work with and others might not be that way? That's true. It's kind of like this. When a customer gets into the cab, you can kind of tell by their body language or the way they're acting if they really want to interact at all. Right. So that comes through time and experience and knowing when to talk and when not. And uh, obviously to make sure the person gets an enjoyable ride because that's how you make your living. Mm-hmm. And customer service is key like anything else. Reading your customers and knowing what they want and to take them there safely, I think that's key. I think driving cab... You're independent. Uh, you work when you want. If you're a full-time cab driver, obviously the goal is to go out and work and you'll generate fares. It's a challenging profession, but it can be very rewarding. Uh, you know, you're like an independent business owner. Hard work, self-motivation, and dedication to providing good service to your customers will be rewarded with above-average pay and a good feeling of accomplishment. So essentially driving cab gives you a lot of freedom. You don't have a boss breathing over your shoulder, (laughs) but you do have uh, rules and things you do have to abide by due to the fact that the city has ordinances that you as a cab driver, when you apply for a public passenger license in the city of Milwaukee, have to comply with. Let's get into that just a little bit, because I know people are always curious how that works, because you mentioned, you know, you sort of your your own boss, you're independent. How exactly does that all come to be as far as your own cab or working for a, a company as a whole? I, I mean, are there different options? Can you just give the listeners a, an idea of what that's like and how that works as far as having your own vehicle and, and working in that way? Well, the majority of the drivers that we have here at our company are um, essentially lease the car from an owner of a cab. So okay. they're independent contractors and they lease the car for a fee for the week and then they have the car and they go out and work. 
And essentially, they can take the car home. They work when they want. It's a 24-7 job. Hmm. Driving cab, you can drive cab at 3 in the morning or 3 in the afternoon, depending on what shifts you want to work. So there's a lot of freedom involved in that. But to get into the business, essentially, it's always just good to figure out if you want to be a cab driver, then give it a chance. Well, then fine. You can come down to the cab company and apply here and We'll check your DMV record and recommend you what you need to do if you want to pursue training to be a cab driver, because that's what we'll do. We will actually train you to be a cab driver. Well, since you brought that up, is everything run through the organization? Are there schools you can go to? How does that work as far as getting the proper training or if there's certification or or any other uh, requirements that are needed to be able to drive a cab? Well, that's true. In Milwaukee, you uh, essentially need a public passenger license with a T endorsement. And that allows you to drive a taxi from the city of Milwaukee. And a PPL can be obtained from the license division at the Milwaukee City Hall. And you go down there with two small passport-type photos with your driver's license, and you can apply there for your PPL. That PPL then gives you the right to drive a cab legally in the city of Milwaukee. They do a criminal background check. They clear you. Then you're issued a PPL, and then you can go to any of the cab companies in town that we have here, Yellow Cab or uh, All City Veteran or American United, who I'm affiliated with in All City Veteran, and apply there with your PPL. And we'll get you in the process of training, get you on the road with a trainer. And then also there's some classes that you'll take online that's sponsored by the Taxi Livery and Paratransit Association which are certifications that you have to have if you drive at American United, and they're really quite easy and simple. Okay. Well, yeah, and I think obviously it's important information for people to know uh, just what some of the steps might be out there if they are interested in pursuing this. Now, of course, it's going to be different depending on when you're working and where you're working and who you're picking up. But in general, if you were to, to try to pick out the average typical day for a driver, how would you lay it out as far as the amount of driving that's involved, uh, how much you're um, going back and forth to certain places, if you're if you're focusing on one central location, how does, just give us that picture, that illustration of, in general, how it might work, understanding that it's going to be different for everybody. Well, yeah, that's essentially the freedom that you have as a cab driver. You either have a choice. You can take orders off our screen, which is a digital dispatch hmm. screen, which is like a small computer in your cab, and essentially you post. If you're available, you'll be offered a ride, you'll accept it, and you'll go ahead and perform the service. Or you can post at various hotels and wait for fares to come out of the hotel, or your choice. Just sit anywhere downtown in a locale and take flags, which is when people wave at you and you get into the cab. Milwaukee is not a flag town like Chicago or New York, Mm -hmm. but essentially you can get cabs at any of the major hotels in downtown Milwaukee. Now, how does that work? Are there any deals that are set up between the drivers and, and say, a hotel or with uh, taxi service and the hotel? Or, I mean, does that not really happen as far as uh, partnerships go? No, not really. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a pretty independent business. Any cab can post at any hotel. Okay. And it's a fairness issue, obviously. It doesn't matter who you're affiliated with as far as a cab company, right. which would mean it could be a red cab, a yellow cab, or a blue cab. You have the right to go to any hotel. Okay, good. Good to know. Well, let's get into some other items here. In general, if you were just going to point out over the you know the course of your career, what do you see as the most enjoyable thing about driving a taxi, and just what you love the most about it? The overall freedom that you got. If you like to drive, it's a great thing to do. Um, 
weather is beautiful. In the snow, that's the worst taxi driver's nightmare, right. obviously. <laughs> but when the nice weather's here and, and business is good and the festivals are rolling here in Milwaukee, uh, it's a great time to be a cab driver. And how about on the flip side, as far as some of the challenges, uh, maybe with, as you said, weather could be a factor or with individuals you're dealing with, what have you seen as some of the, maybe something that, that just stands out as being the, a major challenge? Oh, gosh. Well, this industry is, has some major challenges right now. And unfortunately, it's unfair competition through the Uber and Lyft drivers that are out there that are running illegally. But hmm. that's another issue. <laughs> but uh there's a lot of challenges in being a cab driver. It's a tough industry with the economy and things going up. And Let's put it this way. It wasn't like it used to be, so okay. it's changed. It's definitely cab business has changed through the years. Mm-hmm. Of course, when I mentioned this as an idea to uh, to some of my colleagues, their first thought was, oh, I wonder what, uh, what stories he has as far as interesting uh, scenarios that have occurred <laughs> or, or fascinating <laughs> people. Uh, could you fill us in on maybe one or two that would be uh, safe for air, but also uh, interesting <laughs> to the listeners? Well, yeah, the safe for the air issue. I think we got to watch it, Tim. <laughs> well, we can uh, always we edit. We got just... taxi cab confessions. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> we we can edit for the record, but uh, you know, I mean, just anything. It doesn't have to be anything over the top. But um, of course, as you said, the amount of years you've spent doing it, and the, I'm sure the diverse individuals that will step into your cab can uh, can definitely play a role. Oh gosh. There's countless stories. I think I'm going to have to watch this one. Well, we did have an interesting issue in San Francisco when I was there at the cab company, and a sailor had lost his eye hmm. in the cab. In the cab? In the cab, his <laughs> eye, eyeball. He had a glass eyeball. Sure. So he came down to the cab company, and we said we'd gone through the cab, and we found it under the seat, and here it is. You must have dropped it out of your pocket. And he looked at it said, thanks a lot. He spit on it and popped it in his eye socket and said, thanks a lot and Uh, left. So uh, I'll never forget that one. Yeah, that one one stands out. I didn't expect that story coming. uh, I appreciate that. We've got a lot of them too. I can imagine. We could probably have a whole uh, couple shows on just stories. Oh, uh, yeah. If if we got our... uh, if we moved our rating up as far as yes, uh, how that works. most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you mentioned if you're working at night, especially say maybe you're downtown in a, in a city, you hope that people are utilizing taxi services instead of driving if they've had a little bit too much to drink. How do you handle those scenarios where, you know, the individuals, it's not about their personality, but maybe they're a little bit uh, off kilter because of the, the alcohol involved? How do, you, how do you go about handling that? Do you train for that situation? Yes, obviously. You know, we've got issues with people that get, of course, sick in the cab mm. uh, once they get going and they realize they're moving and they had too much to drink. Right. Uh, there's accidents that happen and these are unfortunate. Drivers know how to deal with the situation. Um, usually the, the person doesn't know where they are, where they're going, or who they are. Seems like and a challenge. That happens <laughs> so often. And one of the great things that we have here is customers will call down here the next day and call and say, hey, do you know where my car is? Nice. Well, we picked you up last night, sir, from this bar. We can only assume that because we track They don't know where they've been. Right, right. So we track their order and go, well, you know, you were at that bar last night, possibly could have been parked there. But, of course, we picked him up three, four different times that night to different bars. So, <laughs> so he called a cab, and it probably cost him about 50 bucks to drive around for the afternoon looking for his car. Right. But that's another story. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I give you guys credit. I tell you, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, how much I'd be able to sit in a 
sit in a taxi and do it that way. But you have to have a patience of a saint. Yeah, I, that that I can imagine. I give you guys, like I said, all the credit in the world for that. How about in? If, is there ever a situation? I know you said obviously Milwaukee's not really a, a flag city, but are there situations where people end up? arguing over a cab or you get two people in there and you have to figure out how that works or is that not really a scenario that comes up maybe only in movies we see that well occasionally yeah that's that's a movie scenario that you have in new york we have two people flagging and they're going to argue about who gets the cab here in milwaukee you walk up to the cab stand get in the first cab that's in line you're fine sure or you have a choice to go in any cab that you choose to so not as much of an issue here probably no no. okay We just want to cover our bases here. Absolutely. Now, of course, the the question that comes up, and we always like to fill in our listeners because they are thinking about, okay, could this be something I'm interested in? Could it be a career yeah. down the road? We do want to ask about the compensation side. Again, understanding there are going to be differences in how you handle your your business, your uh, your independence, as you mentioned. Um, what what are we looking at as far as a range of pay or a range of what somebody could be earning uh, within this industry? Well, essentially, hard work is going to make your you know, if you're going to be a hard worker, obviously you're not going to have any problem. If mm-hmm. you're self-motivated, you're dedicated to making it work, and you want to provide a good service, you're going to make it out there as a cab driver. The issue is you got to sit in the cab, you got to do the job. Right. Like anything else, you have to be diligent, and you'll do fine. Let's say the average cab driver right now in full-time shift, I'd say clears maybe four to $600 a week, depending okay. on how hard he wants to work. Right. And that's pretty much it. After all his expenses, four to six. Okay. And uh, as far as upward movement, promotion type items, obviously, you know, with you being a vice president uh, of your organization, I mean, how does that work as far as getting to that type of uh, position as opposed to just essentially doing the, the groundwork, if you will? Well, essentially, uh, getting in the industry was uh, just a part-time job to, to help me get through college. Right. Um, but then, of course, it turned into a career. And and I've been in it ever since. So um, I think it's a great, great job. It takes time. It takes a lot of experience. I've been all around the country. I've set up cab companies as a consultant. Just through hard work, diligence, you can be successful in this industry. It's a common sense industry, which is a key mm. to anything. Using common sense, a sense God gave you to make good decisions, you'll find out it works. And that's what you have to approach every customer like too. Read them, know how to deal with them and make sure they have a great ride, and then you've been successful, and you've gotten paid for it. I do find that interesting as it does come down to, uh, again, the human interaction, that element that you've talked about. Of course, I wondered as well, with the advancements in technology, has that helped the industry? Has that allowed it to be, uh, I don't want to say easier, but made a made some aspects of it a little easier as far as what you're Right, you don't have the Danny DeVito taxi kind of scenario where the guy's screaming at everybody in the shop. And <laughs> believe it or not, that was back in the day. It was probably uh, back in the 70s and so forth. Okay. Somewhat like that. Right. But now everything's gone computerized. So GPS, dispatch, digital dispatch that we have mm-hmm. gives us the ability to know where the cab is at any time so that we can efficiently uh, dispatch it so that you're not chasing from one end of town to another for a fare. Our system offers you the next available fare closest to you. So if someone calls for a ride, it knows your location. It offers you the fare, whoever's closest to the actual fare, and you'll have the opportunity to accept it or not and then go service the ride. So it's very simple. It's very user-friendly. Believe it or not, guys that come in uh, and women too, it's a 
women are driving now too, which is great. Uh, we've seen a great surge in women coming back into the industry. I'm very excited about that because the majority of our riders are women. Sure. Senior citizens, uh, individuals with disabilities. So I think it's very exciting that women are getting more involved in our industry. And um, I look forward to more. I think it's a great thing. Now, we are getting uh, low on time here, but I did want to ask you, if you had to do it all over again, would you follow that same path? Would you do anything different? Uh, just in looking back, knowing what you know now, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my mom said I should always have gone into real estate. Ah, uh, of course, real estate. <laughs> but yeah, of course. <laughs> and my blood pressure wouldn't be so high. But that's neither here nor there. No, I have no no uh, second guesses. I'm very pleased with the way my life has worked out. and. Uh, and I'm in a very novel position in my life with, with the taxi industry. And- mm-hmm. No, I think I think that's great to hear. I think always people uh, like to really understand that the people we're talking to do appreciate what they've had and what they've gone through and, uh, and what you've accomplished. So I always appreciate hearing that as well. Before we wrap up, one more story, one more good or bad. Maybe it was one that was like a highlight of your <laughs> highlight of your day kind of thing. Like you really were able to help somebody that, that you felt good about. Or if you want to go the other way, that it was just a disaster. Oh, either sure. way, either way is okay. good for us. <laughs> well, we, we had a, a individual that lost their purse in the cab and she had $700 in there. Okay. And the driver went on to his next fare. And the purse was in the back seat. She had gotten out and forgotten it. She quick called down here and said, my purse, I have $700. That's every penny I have. I needed that to pay bills. Can you please get a hold of the cab driver? Well, the next passenger had gotten in the cab, and they just claimed the purse. Mm. So my driver was in a situation, ma'am, I know that's not your purse. No, that's my purse. No, ma'am, that's not your purse. Well, long story short, he finally got the purse from the lady, got it back to her, and she was very, very happy. And there's countless stories like that. Sure. Again, I, I mean, I'm glad you bring that one to the table because it's so easy for people to assume that there's all this negative, yes. you know, energy that happens with the taxi, whether it be, you know, on a driver's side or on sure. the passenger side. So, uh, Very true. again, appreciate that side of it as well. well. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on again and uh, filling us a little bit uh, in on the profession. The last thing we always like to leave our listeners with uh, is to ask you, the guest, if you could offer up one last piece of advice for those that might be interested in the business, say in 30 seconds, what would you give them as a final takeaway? Well, I think it's a great industry. If you're frustrated with any other job that you've had, whether it be a factory job or a convenience store or something like that, what's nice about a cab, you're moving around the city, you're enjoying different elements, you get to meet different people, and you have make some very interesting conversations. And it gives you an opportunity to open your life, too. You're going to see different strata, different facets of life, and it'll make you more aware. And it's a great eye-opener. Driving a cab is a great eye-opener. All right, perfect. With that, we will wrap up this edition of You Do What? We've been talking with Red Christensen. He's the Vice President of American United Taxi Services in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Red, once again, thanks for coming on and sharing your stories with us today. You bet, Tim. It was great. Thank you. And as always, if you're interested in giving us some feedback or any suggestions, just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. Use the hashtag LJNRadio if you'd like to join in on those conversations as well. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.